Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My topic today is life is a process, not a destination. This is considered by some people to be really bad news. Because on some level, we want a destination. We want to be able to stop and sit back and admire our work, so to speak. I'm going to share an essay I wrote about 10, 12 years ago after I had had a conversation with a friend about this very topic. So here it goes. So my friend says, I've gotten to where I want to be. Why is this other stuff happening? Life is a process, not an outcome, I replied. It's not a destination. What do you mean there's no destination? What the heck have I been working so hard for if there's no end in sight? My friend rocked back in her chair and glared at me. These aren't my rules, I said. It's the way life is. There is no destination. You accomplish one thing and then another thing comes along. It doesn't have to be chaotic or earth-shattering. It's a process, which means that there are no hard stops, only plateaus that allow you to integrate and rest. My friend glared at me again and said, that isn't fair. Now, I was puzzled, and I told her so. What is it that has you so upset, I asked. You have accomplished so much in the last two years. You bought a house. You settled into a job. You found a guy you like. What's not good with this? She had spent the past two years rebuilding her life. She had recovered from a breakup in a negative relationship. She had sold one house and purchased another. She had found a secure and rewarding job. She was dating a very nice guy. She even had money in the bank. I should be able to relax now, she said. I'm tired. So I said, take time to enjoy what you've accomplished. But that's the problem, she exclaimed. I can't just sit back and coast. Now I have another job offer. Now I have to decide about that. Will I never, ever reach my goal? Now, as we talked, I discovered that this friend believed that you figured out how you wanted your life to be, and then you set out making the necessary things happen to create that life. To her, you set a project, you set goals, then you met those goals, and then you could sit back and enjoy. The work would be over. And once you hit what she called that sweet spot, you should be able to coast on that wave of sweet. But it doesn't work that way. Because this thing we call life, in the larger sense, is a process. It's not a destination. It's a bit like higher education. You go to college aiming for a bachelor's degree in your chosen field. And you toil and you work and you're fully immersed. And then one day it all suddenly and irrevocably ends. You graduate. You are tired and ready for a break, but you don't get a break because you get to look for a job. And then that job should put you in the sweet spot. But gee, as it turns out, that job requires you to work 50 hours per week and there's no time to enjoy the fruits of your labor. So you head back to school for the master's degree because that will make you more marketable. Or maybe you are rearing three children who are just two years apart. The sweet spot for many parents is when the children become a bit more self-sufficient, say by the age of six, when a child can get their own cereal in the morning. But then, of course, come other challenges. In each of these cases, you're working inside a larger process, and these small segments are milestones within that process. Getting a child out of diapers is a goal, but it certainly is not the end of the journey. Attaining a college degree or a graduate degree is a wonderful milestone, but that degree is not a destination either. They call it commencement for a reason. Commencement means 
beginning. Let us commence. Upon further questioning, I discovered that not only did my friend expect to be able to stop and rest and maybe even coast for a few years, she was deeply afraid that as the next challenge or project came along, she would lose what she had already gained. She was afraid she would lose her sweet spot. It was as if she thought there was only one of these sweet spots per person. And if you achieved it, you'd better hang on to it for all you're worth because you could never recapture that feeling of safety and satisfaction. She was fearful of backsliding. I shocked her when I told her that there is no such thing as backsliding. Now, how can that be? We all backslide from time to time, don't we? Well, yes and no. If you mean, do we lose our focus and sometimes don't behave quite properly or dip back into an old habit for a short time or maybe even for a long time, yeah. But if you mean that any new good thing or uplifting thing will be taken away from you if you lose focus, no. Because you never ever lose what you learned. The sum of your experiences and life lessons are yours forever. If you choose to take a different path, that's a choice. It's not an outcome. Outcome implies permanency. A lifetime is only about fluidity and change and lessons and milestones along the way. It is also about being open to and aware of the potential for a sweet spot at any turn in the road. There are millions of sweet spots, some big, some small and delicious, some barely but clearly discernible, and each one of those sweet spots is what we need most, a smile from God. And so that's the essay. And the whole idea this, of my friend struggling with this idea that she was never maybe going to get to that place in her life where she could just stop and not have to strive anymore was quite a lesson for me. And I have to say that as I've gotten older, I strive less than I did was in my 20s or 30s. And that's also appropriate. But it would be really nice for everyone of all ages to understand that all we are really doing is putting one foot in front of the other. And when we do that in a conscious way, we are working towards something, but we know that it is just a something in the process of another something and another something, whether it is education, whether it is a job, whether it is raising your children. I mean, those of you who are raising children know that there is no real destination all the people I know who have kids who are in the 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 adults are in their 80s and their children are in their 50s, they're still in thinking in terms of being a parent. That never stops. It's a process. That relationship changes, or hopefully it changes, but it's still the idea of I'm a parent, I have children, I have these duties, obligations, and responsibilities. And if you really think about it, do you really want to be able to just completely stop? I mean, we get tired, we get confused, we get wound up about things. But I really think, at least for me and most of the people I know, that if we accomplish something and get everything set exactly the way we want it to be, we'd get bored pretty quickly and we'd be finding something else to do with our lives. 
I know people who move often, and what they do <laughs> is they buy a house, they completely remodel it, and when they're done remodeling it, they sell the house and move. And they're not doing it just to be house flippers. They're doing it because they love the remodeling process, and they probably feel lost without that kind of a project. And so they move on, and it's what they do. Their sweet spot is probably right in the middle of the most chaotic part of the remodel, I would guess. I don't know. I haven't asked. How do we make peace with this idea that there is no destination, that we will always be in process? I mean, that can be a little bit disturbing at times, especially when you're younger, because you feel like you need to get somewhere, you need to get something settled, you need to get something accomplished. And of course, all of that striving is for outer things. It's when I graduate, when I get my car, when I get my house, when I get a job that pays blah, blah, blah amount a year, when I am able to hang out with the kind of people I want to hang out. It's always when I can do this, when I can do that, then I'll be okay. Then I can stop. Then I relax. And you notice that what I'm talking about is all these outer things, all of the, the things that we can accomplish in the material world. And they will always be transitory. You know, even, even if you had a desire to join the most exclusive private club in the world, once you join it, then what? Then there's something else to strive for, and there's something else to strive for. And then we end up in the land of not enough ever. And I think that's where my friend got confused was that she had an idea in her head about how adult life should be and the things that you should have and the place you should be probably by a certain age. And I know that that's going on with a lot of younger people right now. There's this these rules that they've got in their head of I should have this, I'm, I'm 30, I should have this, I should have this, I should have this, or I'm 40, I should have gotten here, or I should gotten here. And the truth is, is everybody's life is a work in progress. Everybody's life is a big, messy, craft project. And everybody gets to where they are when they get there, and they don't get there before that. For my friend, the idea that life is a process, not a destination, was actually bad news. But it's good news. And the good news is that life is not about accomplishments. It's about experiences. We are here to experience and to learn and to grow and expand our consciousness and our awareness. And the interesting thing is, is that when we start to expand our awareness, we see more of life and we see more to do and, and more that is coming our way. And so we wouldn't even want a destination. Think about if you're just driving along and you you're, the road ends and you can see maybe three 10 feet in front of you, and there's nothing in front of you, you're just done. How boring would that be? How frustrating would that be? We are here to be active. We are here to share with each other, teach each other, learn from each other. We're here to be fully engaged in this life. In some respects, I can see how the idea of being fully engaged in this life could be a scary concept, because even that sounds like perpetual motion. It sounds like there's never a stopping point. And maybe that's what this whole conversation is about, is how do we find our stopping points? How do we find our sweet points? How do we allow ourselves to 
take that time to just enjoy where we are in any one moment. And part of that is the whole striving thing that is part of at least the American culture is I've got the house, I've got the this, I've got the that. Well, what else can I get? I can't stop now. I need more and more and more. And this is where the spirituality part of this comes in is it's like, If you feel empty on the inside, you're always going to be striving for those things on the outside. But if you are satisfied with the internal you, the external you will still be trying to accomplish things because that's what we do in this world, but they won't be the most important things. Your inner life will be the most important thing. And as that came out of my mouth, I have to backtrack a little bit because your inner life is the most important thing, but we need balance. All of us need balance. We live in the physical material world. We also have an inner spiritual life and learning to balance the two is um, tricky to say the best in the kind of world that we live in. A way to do that is to begin to look within, to discover that part of you that has not been touched by the outside world, your inner beingness, that part that is constant and does not change. And when you start to get a sense of that, the impermanence of the material world starts to look a little less scary because you know that there is something constant somewhere. And honestly, if you look at the world in general, you'll notice that it is constant as well. I mean, if you've had a person in your life pass away, you'll notice that the world goes on around you. And it's kind of disturbing, in fact, because it's like, well, my world has just been shattered. Everything is different. I don't know what to do with myself. And yet everybody's still going to the store and everybody's doing all this other stuff because life is constant. That inner part of you is also constant and becoming more aware of that and tapping into that, even if it's a teeny tiny glimmer, will help find A, the sweet spots, help stop that sense of having to strive all the time and bring things in from the outside. Because that's a lot, what a lot of what I'm talking about here, These all of these accomplishments on the outside. It's a way to fill ourselves up. People who are constantly achieving on the outside have some part of themselves that feels empty. And so they're trying to fill it up from the outside in rather than taking a moment to shift that focus to the inner and finding out how absolutely full and complete they really are. I don't mean to be saying that we have to stop getting anything from the outside world because that's not possible. What I'm talking about is finding the balance. There is so much we need from the material world that supports us. We need companionship. We need food and shelter and all of the material needs like that. We need to feel safe. And we need balance. We need the balance between our inner world and our outer world because that makes us a complete person. The difference is, is that when you understand that you have an inner life, an inner self, an inner beingness, and you understand that there is no permanent destination, then your activity in the outer world is, I'm not going to say it's easier exactly, Maybe this image will help. If you see life as a path, you're walking down the path, 
Now this path is going to have twists and turns. It's going to go uphill and downhill. It's going to have some really nice smooth patches. It's going to have some really rough patches. There might be potholes. There might be um, places where the, where the path is completely washed out. You never know until you get there. And then imagine along the path on either side, different kiosks. And some of these kiosks are going to be in really good shape and you're going to be excited to approach them and some others might not be in such good shape and some might just be a little tiny place to stop and rest. And as you can imagine, you would be able to look ahead perhaps and see what, what's coming next. And you might like the way it looks and you might not like the way it looks. And of course, if you like the way it looks, you might run headlong towards it. And if you don't like the way it looks, you might take your time um, or try to avoid it. And the truth is, is that you are on this path and there are going to be things that you like and there's going to be things that you don't like and there's going to be things that are easy and things that are not easy and that is life and as you experience these things your consciousness expands your sense of self expands I know that in my life there are so many things that if I had known they were coming I would have avoided them but they are the very things that have made me who I am and Although I could say I would have preferred to walk through some of them a different way, I am very grateful for every single experience that I've had because I wouldn't be here now sitting in a room by myself talking into a microphone if it weren't for the experiences in my life. And I have this wonderful quote from this kind of peculiar book called The Book of Mirdad. That's uh, M-I-R-D-A-D. And this quote is, accept a misfortune as if it were a fortune, for a misfortune once understood is soon transformed into a fortune, while a fortune misconstrued quickly becomes a misfortune. And though I found this quote quite some time ago, I'm still thinking about this idea of turning a fortune into a misfortune and how perhaps along my own path, I have not necessarily recognized it for the, the good fortune that it was at the time. So we're human. That's the thing is we are human and we're going to be walking this path for a long time, most of us. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could release ourselves from the striving and accomplishing complex that we have, begin to develop our inner selves, our inner lives, to achieve that balance between the inner and the outer? And when we do that, I think that's when we can start to find the sweet spots. It's like those kiosks along the road. Some of them might be little teeny tiny places where you could get a drink of water, but what a sweet spot to stop and think and rest and then move on again. Looking for the sweet spots in your life, appreciating them for what they are, appreciating that fortune, or even looking at that misfortune and appreciating it for what it has brought to you can bring so much more satisfaction to your life than always looking for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It occurs to me that a lot of what I have been saying could sound anti-materialistic, as in give up the material world and have an inner life only. And I don't mean that at all. And I don't ask you, I hope you do not start beating yourself up for being the way you are in this one moment. 
My intention here is to actually help release some tension from your life. If you are one of those people who think in terms of, I have to be at this milestone in my life, I have to be at this milestone in my life. I see a lot of this in social media right now where people are saying, well, I'm 30 and I'm supposed to be married and I'm supposed to have kids and I'm supposed to do that. And I think every generation has those milestones, but they're false milestones. They're just something that a group of people have decided that is worth working for them, and then it spreads to other people and other people. Be yourself. Allow yourself to be who you are. And the only way that that's going to happen is if you develop that inner life, because getting it all from the outside is not going to do it for you. And so try not to be disappointed when you when you finish something and it's like, oh, another thing has come down the road. That's just how life is. And it's actually a glorious thing when you can raise your head and look up and forward rather than down at your feet to see where you are in any one moment. Where you are in any one moment is any one moment. And the now is is the now and it's constantly changing and life is constantly changing. Yes, there are constants in our lives, and we need those constants in our lives, but even the constants aren't permanent. And so allow yourself to be who you are. Take time to go within, whether it is meditation, whether it is listening to music, whether it's walking out in nature, whatever it is you do to go within and connect with that energy that you know is there, the real you, the real part that comes from source. And when you can connect with that, then you will have at least a moment or two, a sweet spot of not feeling like you have to be achieving and accomplishing all the time. Take a break. You deserve it. I wish you a wonderfully peaceful and joyful and sweet week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.